This is episode 197 of the Fearless Launching Show. I've got a question for you. How well do you know yourself? I mean, I don't mean your likes, your dislikes, your dreams, maybe your life story, where you went to high school, but really, do you know what makes you tick? Today, we're talking all about self-awareness and why it just might be your hidden launch superpower. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, let's just jump in, shall we? We shall. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm so excited that you're here, Kelsey. And I wanted to dive into this whole topic of self-awareness because I really do think it's this superpower that if you can, if you can kind of find an and understand as much about yourself as possible, then you've got like the rest, the kind of um, ingredients to have, you know, a more successful business, better launches, all that. So, oh yeah. So I thought, you know what, Kelsey and I, we've talked about some topics, and one of them was if you guys know anything about, you know, um, I, I think most people know. Some people might not know about the Enneagram, but they know about Strengths Finder or Myers-Briggs. There's all these different ways of kind of determining who we are, like what our, what our tendencies are, how we work the best, all of that. And Enneagram is just kind of another tool to figuring out another piece of yourself. Would you say that's true or... Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I love the Enneagram because I think it just brings a different... Um, approach to the table. I think other personality tests often measure your behaviors, which is wonderful. I know that I am an ENFP, so I need to bring some more structured people, maybe a J onto my team if we're talking Myers-Briggs. But I like the Enneagram and I think the differentiator with it is that it measures your motivations and your behaviors may change in life, but your motivations do not. I can trace back my motivations from the time I was a little girl and they say, you know, your core number on the Enneagram, your core type is typically formed by age five, if not earlier. Interesting. Yeah. So I agree with that. And, you know, I, I also love these types of, I mean... I don't, I don't even know what to call them. These personality um, strengths, tests, whatever you want to call them, because I feel like they give you a language to talk about yourself because it's really hard to kind of say, oh, I don't know why, but I feel like I need more structure. But if you're like, I have, this is my Myers-Briggs. This is why I know this totally makes sense to me. This is who I am. It helps you define yourself a little bit more clearly. And I love the Enneagram because it is talking about your motivations because I do think you're right. I mean, yes, I mean, obviously psychologists know that when things are formed in you, but 
I mean, I wouldn't have known that un unless you shared that with me. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I no, no. <laughs> we can cut that. Uh, I <laughs> clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. This it's too well, early no. in the morning. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because I really went down this route of self-discovery because if you dive into the Enneagram, it's going to tell you your flaws first. Um, and because we all know, and we can, we can read every single number and the good parts of every number and be like, Oh yeah, that's me. I resonate. But you know, when you start reading through those pitfalls of, Oh, that is where I go in stress, or that is exactly what I start doing. And I think that's really helpful because I went down this, this route of self-discovery after working for two very valuable for two very um, impactful, feel good, do good organizations. One was a nonprofit. Both were doing impactful work in the world that I believed in. But the leader, the founder, you know, my bosses were so in the way of their own selves that their teams were dying. And the last one, you know, we all quit. Every single employee quit in the same day. And so when I started thinking through, if, if we realize our bottom line's at stake, it costs two times to hire someone when you, you know, let go or lose because yeah. they leave a team member. And yeah. so when our bottom line starts to be affected because we're spending all of this money on hiring or we never have fully trained employees because they quit, you know, we yeah. might be willing to do a little self work. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that the the journey here started with that. With that, because I I do think, and I've been through enough job situations where similar things have happened, and I've I've even watched it um, at my husband's, the various studios that he's worked at, and I've literally said the same things to him about the team and about how no one's fully trained. You know, they're constant. They're they're not bringing in enough. They don't have enough core people on the team. So. I love how it kind of just, you know, when you go through big things like that um, and kind of, I don't want to say negative, but kind of challenging times like that, that's when, that's when you do start doing the work. Oh yeah. Because if you realize, man, the longevity of my vision, what I want to carry into the world, what I'm doing with my business or my dream, if, if doing a little bit of self-work and realizing my pain points and how I could really lose some great players on my team if I don't, you know, do the work to kind of compensate for those weaknesses. You know, that I want my my vision to reach its fullest potential. So I'll do a little work to get there. Yeah, and I'm sure that now looking back, like in instead of just jumping right into the Enneagram, I figured since you're going back in, back in time a little bit anyways, that I, I figured now would be a great time to, to have it, have you like tell everybody like who you are, what your business is. I mean, you and I have known each other. It actually feels like longer than a year, but it really only has been a year that I've known you. It feels like a year. We so, have so many more years ahead. I know, I know. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us who you are, what your business is, and just... You know, so that we can we can get the com uh, a more complete picture. Yeah. So I'm Kelsey. I have um, a few different courses. I have an Instagram course and a podcasting course, and then I have a signature program called Dream to Done that really helps people take their vision and make it a reality. I find that a lot of dreamers are not always doers, and they need a little support 
bringing that to life. Um, and so that's my greatest joy is helping entrepreneurs to, you know, my little tagline is helping entrepreneurs build their business, grow their platform and steward their influence. And, you know, I love the strategy part of building that business. I can grow a platform to the moon and back, but my favorite part is that stewardship piece because I really, really care about people stewarding their vision for the long haul. I love it. So, okay. So you work with, you have worked with people and you have clients who you work on their, their Instagram profiles. I know this because <laughs> I've been one of them. Yes. Now, how long have you been doing that? And tell us how many profiles you've managed over the past years, because I think this is important because you've seen a lot of different types of businesses. Oh Yeah. So I probably have my hands on two or 300 accounts. I mean, I have 60 clients right now alone and that's this month. And so I, it's not that I just built my profile and said, Oh, let me teach a course about it. But I, I really have a little bit of street cred as you, as you helped me uh, discover that I, I've seen these strategies work over and over and over again. I mean, the only two types of clients I've turned away were a chemical distribution center and a meat packing plant <laughs> because I don't think they're <laughs> ideal customers on Instagram. <laughs> you didn't think I mean, you could do a meat packing plant Instagram profile. Come as on now. compelling as warehouse photos are. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I've had my hands on all kinds of accounts, whether it's small business owners to larger franchises like Pure Bar or Fabric Boutiques. And it's really fun to help expand someone's reach. And kind of like you build a customer segment for your business plan, you also do the same for your social media following. And I think that might be the missing piece. People are so obsessed with followers and growing for the sake of growing that they, you know, don't think about, oh, I actually would rather have real relevant followers, even if it means I grow a little slower, um, because I want them to convert into paying customers. Followers for the sake of followers means nothing. And so um, I, I really love to help people think through and strategize and build their online reach. I love that. I love that. So my question is, because I, I want to know, like when we met, why did I can't remember now. Why did you why did you join the message lab, which we we finished up for this year? But um, I'm just I'm just I want to go back in time, too, on that. Do you remember oh, why you joined? Yeah, well, I heard you on a master class or a webinar like three years before, and then I signed up for your email list. So this is a testament of people converting years later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have and, many of those types of people too. Yeah, they just come out of the woodwork. Cool. You're like, wait, I see your email bounce every single week. Not yours, somebody else's. But, Literally, it's like my favorite story is that someone, someone's email was bouncing every single week. And then finally I was like, oh my gosh, she actually joined the program. Yeah, that, you know, some people just take a little bit of nurture uh, <laughs> or a lot of it. But um, I, you know, just stuck around, read your emails. And I think someone asked me to, I, I have, you know, you're a super important person in my life. And I think someone asked me, you know, why did you pick the mentors you've chosen? Obviously they pick you as well. And I was like, I think I'm really attracted to openness and generosity in a world in an online business world full of scarcity. I think scarcity is obviously a tactic that works, but I'm much more attracted to abundance, generosity and openness. And so that's my language. That's my love language online. And <laughs> you were speaking it. And, uh, uh, I found you and I'll never let you go. Oh my gosh. And then also, I think 
I think we spoke about this at an event, but the video, like we realized we have the same house. Oh, <laughs> we have the yeah. same house. And then actually it dawned on me that maybe there was a little bit of NLP mirroring going on there. Cause you're like, oh, it's like my kitchen. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, it was that. I was like, I think that's my exact floor plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my exact house. Um, yeah. Okay, so tell me what, what tell me about your insta breakout program tell me about that just so i can get a little bit more we can share a little bit more about that before we go into the um self-awareness part because i feel like that's what i've been involved in the longest with you is you putting that first challenge or putting the challenge together and then I mean, you, you did the, you've, I've, I've seen you put together your evergreen funnel after that as well. So I would just love to hear more about that. Yeah. That Instagram, wow, I can't talk. The Insta Breakout <laughs> program is kind of, you know, my first segue into courses. I had, I never, you know, I went to school for global studies. I never meant to run Instagram accounts or have a little agency. And I just realized, oh, I have a knack for this. And I had to, create prices that justified the time I was spending on my client accounts. But I would sometimes have people say, I really just can't swing that right now. I can't have you grow my account. So I started thinking together, okay, how could I put everything I know into a course? And now looking back, it's so true to who I am. But at the time I was like, do I want to give away everything I'm doing that paying clients are paying for, you know, in a course. And I was like, you know what, this is a choice I'm going to make. I'm never going to be one of the course creators who give you the tip of the iceberg and then upsell you the full gamut every single time. Um, I really want to give away everything I know. And that's kind of the, the tier of a DIYer if they want to have me handle it for them, they absolutely can. And that has worked really well for me because it was a way for me to put everything I know, all of my information into a course. And so I've I've just had people reach out and be like, thank you so much. You know, most people grow an audience with tens of thousands of dollars of ads or, you know, they go viral and they get lucky, but that's just not most people's reality. Um, Most people don't have investors when they're starting a business. And if they do have investors, they're definitely not spending all of that money on their social media ads. They're spending it on other vital components of their business. And so I wanted to show people not only how to create a compelling brand story on their feed, but also how to grow and to expand their reach because um, it can feel really defeating when you see people growing super fast, but then you realize, oh, I don't have tens of thousands of dollars to spend on ads. And so... Um, that's been really fun for me. I'm a big fan of, of helping people get their message out into the world. And I get to do that through Insta Breakout. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, knowing because I've gone through the program and I've, I've attempted the setup (laughs) myself, it takes a little bit of time. So I can see that I could probably see that, you know, but, but you, you walk people through it with such care, but there's always going to be those people who are going to be like, you know what, I tried to do this on my own and I can, but I don't want to spend that time. So I'm going to work with you. (laughs) Totally. I have people take the course and then say, thank you so much for teaching me. This was clear. This was fine, but can you do it? (laughs) And that's fine. I, that is what I'm here for. And it makes me feel good that I know I gave people an option to DIY it Mm -hmm. um, for a very, like a fair price. And then if they really want their hands off of it, they want it off their plate, then come on over. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is a really great time to let you know that like something I really noticed right away was that you had and I think this is where we can kind of go back into the self-awareness part because you clearly are really aware of what your audience like I can feel like how much you care about your community and your tribe. I don't even want to say your audience because it feels more like your peeps. You know, you know what they need. You know, like, you know, this is going to work for some people. Some people are going to just want somebody else to do it. And but really, honestly, I noticed right away you had more to offer than just Instagram or brand growth. I feel like there was more there. And when you started showing sharing with me about the Enneagram and it really actually opened up my own self-awareness journey again. Um, I love that. I go back and forth. You know, I think I think it's easy. Like, you know, you go through time seasons of your life where you're really kind of paying attention to like all the things that are maybe holding you back or challenging you. And you're like trying to figure it out. And then then you kind of like go head in the sand for a while. And so this was definitely a head out of the sand moment. And so that's why I wanted to chat with you about it, because I think. I think the Enneagram is so interesting. And so I would love it if you wouldn't mind, like we're not gonna go into every single kind of number and what each one means, but would you be able to tell us like, what is the Enneagram? Does it have like, how many different types of, you know, types are there? Yeah, so there are nine core types um, and you are only one. And this really helps you measure your motivations. And I think it's really important for each and every single person to do their own work. We live in an instant gratification society who wants to take a test and get the results right now. But if that's all someone wants to do, there's really no point in diving in. But if you'll take the time and you'll go on a journey, I think you'll really find that it's transformative in your business and your personal life. It has changed my life in every facet. I, um, really can attribute, you know, building greater connectedness in my marriage, uh, building a business that feels life-giving versus life-sucking. I can really attribute that to some Enneagram work I've been doing for the past few years. And I really believe that in, in business culture, we're given kind of a framework of how to build a business. And really that framework is through the lens of a three or a one or an eight on the Enneagram most of the time. And, and once people read up on those, those types, they'll understand, but we have a very kind of specific guideline of how to build a business. But what happens for all those other numbers, there are six numbers on the Enneagram that are not ones, threes or eight. And so how do they build businesses in a way that's life-giving? Because as a seven, if I build a business, like someone else's typing, even though it's the guidelines I've been given because that's all I have in the the business world, I'm going to feel like I'm dying because I'm motivated by freedom. And that doesn't feel like freedom to me. And so when you start realizing, oh, I can see how that speaks someone's language. I can see how that speaks someone's language, but I don't have to do it that way. And if I do, it will not be a life-giving business. And that's a lose-lose situation. No one No one's going to win your teammates, your vision, your personal life. No one's going to win when we're building businesses catered to a different programming or wiring than our own. And so I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm just really passionate about people understanding, okay, this is what I'm motivated by. And I love that it's also not static. It's very fluid. It shows where you move in stress and where you move in health. So you can start gauging, ooh, 
I'm doing that thing and this is an indicator that I'm pretty stressed. Even if you, right. even if you consciously couldn't identify it, I can kind of identify when I'm moving to a pretty stressed place. If my mind's not telling me I'm stressed, but my actions are identifying, oh, this is where I go in stress. And so, so, so let, let me, let me just stop right there. Cause I wanted to say one other thing that, that you said. So there are nine types and yes. you actually can take a quiz to at least get some indication of this, but I will tell you that I've taken a few and sometimes they're different, but I think, totally. that, I think that it's all about taking those different ones reading that interpretation of the type and then then just kind of making some you know just kind of pondering on it for a little bit i mean it sounds kind of like a little loosey-goosey but that's how i've done it i oh yeah you know i don't know does that make sense to you yeah and i think i always tell people when i chat about it start with the test and read the top three numbers you score in because the test is only about 50 to 60 percent accurate but it's a great starting point. And right. then from there, go read about each of those types because it is a verbal tradition that's been passed down. So to quantify it in a test, it really loses some of the ways it would measure who you are and what you're doing. It, but I think it, it, it is able to kind of at least group you into one area. And right. then from there, you can start the reading or listening to interviews. And, you know, there are articles that are a five-minute read on each type. It's not like you have to spend hours and hours and hours but I do think you know the more time you spend the more it pays off because there's just a ton of information out there um, that no matter what type you are it's going to put into words some of the some subconscious ways of being right that you've always operated out of now could you tell me because I know that um, we've talked about this before but there are there are also, in addition to the nine types, there are basically those nine types are organized, not organized, but broken up into three different or like yes. triads. So could you yes. explain that as well? Because like even without knowing, like the first step is to take at least one of the tests. And I think you've got a link to a really good one. It's not going to be yes. quick. It's just, It's longer than you might want it to be, but it is actually a it's, I really like that one, even though it was a little bit longer, it takes a little bit of patience to get through. Um, but then once you do that, and once you do identify those top maybe numbers, um, what is that next piece with those triads, those different? So the, there are three triads, and this is actually a really helpful way for you to also have some understanding of where to start reading first, because if you can place yourself in a triad, you can often start reading, there's only three numbers in each triad. And so you could read about those three. So there's the fear, there's the shame and the gut triad. And what that means is if you, if you think back to any of your core struggles in life, does it go back to shame? I'm sorry, sorry. The fear, the shame and the anger triad. But gut uh, kind of matches that. When you said there, gut, I was like, ooh. Well, there are also, there's another set of triads. So oh if you God. can, if you can place kind of the negative, the negative triad, I guess we'll call it right here. And then this other triad I'll describe after that, you can almost hone in on your number. Um, but you've got the fear, the shame and the anger triad. So if, if the core struggles in your life go back to shame, which, you know, we live in kind of a shame, a shaming culture. So 
most people listening will identify with shame, but I'll, I'll be the first to say, I don't identify with shame to the level that some other numbers identify with it. I, you know, maybe have experienced shame a few times in my life. I've been embarrassed, but not ashamed very often. And there are three numbers that really operate from a place of shame. Often it's a big core struggle. And then there's the fear triad and that can look like anxiety or, you know, irrational fears or very rational fears that might feel logical, but that triad is much more fearful than any others. And so for me, I operate out of that triad. If I, if, if it wasn't being, if it wasn't fear of being kidnapped as a eight year old, it was fear of, you know, walking down the street alone in college to fear of my business failing as an adult. Like if there's any struggle in my life, it's always been fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the anger triad and kind of in that triad, it could look like bitterness. If you kind of, maybe it's not explosive anger, but it's resentment or bitterness, or maybe it's the let's suppress everything, let's suppress everything, let's suppress everything. And then it explodes or the, you know, very blatant, you know, aggressive person, you know, that, you know, is in the anger triad. So um, there are different expressions of fear, anger, and shame with each number that exists in that triad. But, you know, by narrowing down, Ooh, I definitely resonate with shame or anger more than anything. I'm going to start there. That's very helpful. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I, you know, when I'm, I'm starting to realize that we, we actually might both be in the five, six, seven range. Because yeah. I, when you were saying some of the things, I was like, oh, that's so me. That's me now in some some regards, like the fear, the fear part. Uh-huh. Um, so oh, that's yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so so you can do the you can do the do the quiz or like think about these triads and think about the, some of the defining moments in your life and the defining challenges. Is that what you're saying? And yeah. then go from there, perhaps. And yeah, then, because yeah. Or because two threes and fours exist in the shame triad, five, six, and sevens in fear, and eight, nines, and ones in anger. So if you're like, okay, and you can find that information pretty much anywhere online if you kind of start start deep diving into the Enneagram, and that's also a great place to start. Got it. Got it. And then so what is the next level? Is that even deeper inside each one or what? Well, there's also um, another triad, which, you know, this is this the shame triad is also called the feelings triad so those people tend to operate out of their feelings or suppressing their feelings but feelings nonetheless and then um the fear triad is also called the thinking triad so they're caught up in their head whether it's over um possibility and dreaming or whether it's over like getting super um, logical as a five or really operating out of fear and thinking through all of the possible negative consequences all the time. It could be anything from strategy to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. uh, And then you've in the anger triad is also, you know, the gut triad and they really operate based on instinct. They don't, they don't necessarily think through or feel through every decision, but they know in their gut and so um, I, I know that sounds a little more vague, but to people who operate out of that, they, they know, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, okay. So let's say you, you figure this stuff out. Is there, I mean, 
I mean, I know just because you've you've shared the resources with me that not only is there like the main, there's like a few main Enneagram sites that you can go to. I think there's maybe one really, yeah. really like central one. And then then there are podcasts like it is ridiculous, people. There, there, there are so many resources available that that's why we're not even going through each individual one, because I actually think it's good to encourage people to to figure this out themselves. I think so too. And I love, I think they actually have a test connected with it. So you could just do it all in one place. Um, I love the Enneagram Institute because you've got access to a test there and then you've got wonderful, thorough typing explanations. And each one takes less than five, five to 10 minutes to read. So if you can kind of narrow yourself down to three categories, you can probably figure it out after reading through three types. Um, but you've also got a lot of great information there on the other types. And once you really take the time to do the work around yourself, it's it's actually pretty taboo and you know frowned upon to type other people. But if you can have your team members type themselves, or if you can at least get a guess going in your head of how to interact with your team members, you'll really come out on top. My my um both of my team members are two. And as a seven, they're twos. We really flow together. We really complement each other. And um, I have some other types that we do not. So I probably won't hire that team, that type of team member again, because it's just too much tension all the time. And neither of us operate out of a best place when interacting with one another. So it's just kind of helped me understand what's a good fit for this team and how we do things at Kelsey Chapman. I love that. So could you give me some examples or some some other kind of ways in which just understanding like your type has, okay. has impacted your business and like maybe just even in what you put out into the world? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a great example is my well, what are, strategy. What number are you? So we know. So I'm a seven. Okay. I am motivated by fun and freedom. Um, and if I feel trapped, there's no wrath that happens, like the anger that erupts. I'm not even in the anger triad, but if I feel trapped, I'm not thriving. So that's really helped me make smarter decisions for my business where I'm not going to be locked into something where I have options, where I have a few different offers. So if something falls by the wayside or drops off, I know that I've got options because to me, that feels like freedom and more than being motivated by money or success. All I want in this world is my freedom. And so when I when I began to understand that, it made so much sense. Another area that's played an important role for me is a seven does not like hierarchy. So I was very, very, very averse to using the word assistant. I thought it was disrespectful. And Emily, you know, she's one of my dearest friends, was like, Kelsey, I don't care if you call me an assistant. Like, I'm not a seven. I call me whatever you want. I don't care because mm -hmm. I are, you are my boss. I I don't I am fine with you being my boss. You are not fine with being the boss. <laughs> and so just working through some of that stuff, I, you know, really tend to pull people in on all of my decisions because I don't like hierarchy. I want it to be a win for all of us. But sometimes my team just wants a leader to call the shots and I need to be willing to step into that even if I'm averse. And so that's 
helpful in really making better business moves and and being a better leader. If I know I'm really averse to hierarchy and I'm overly delicate with it, but my team actually doesn't operate that way, nor do they care, I can kind of get past it and step into that role and understand, you know what, I am the boss here. And Emily likes that I'm the boss because she can leave her work at work and go on vacation whenever she wants. You know, like there's a reason we're both winning and it's okay for us to be different. You know what is really funny? And I'm, I swear, I'm not just copying you, but (laughs) you just literally said so many things that I have personally like thought, experienced and understood about myself. Like, uh, so it's very possible I might be a seven as well because I I know that there have been times in my life where I felt like the possibilities were not there and it oh. made me crazy. It like it's made me devastating. nuts. Um, so it's I think that, that that definitely, that's really interesting. I'm going to have to go back in and look at, look at that information so that... Well, I... I'm not supposed to type you, but I, um, that was my first guess when we first started. (laughs) You're like, I'm not supposed to type you, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I definitely think I'm going to have to go to the Enneagram Institute as well and look that up. And, um, yeah, I'm going to definitely have to look that up too, because I think uh, what you just said about not wanting to call anybody your assistant, um, I'm the person who's like, you're not the boss of me. I hate it when yeah. someone thinks they're my boss in any way. If they if they act like a collaborator, I'm all good. Even if in reality oh, yeah. they're paying me, I'm yes. like uh, I get really annoyed fast, which I think I think is so interesting. And literally this weekend, I just I kind of I don't know if you use it as an opportunity to kind of just be like, okay, Kelsey, I know you don't want to be the leader here, but you're gonna have to do it this time. You yeah, kind of like, have to be have fun with yourself about it, and because I I realize I'm like, and if you want help on this. You can't just expect to someone to be like, hey, how can I help? You have to be the leader and just assign the flipping work. Well, in a a downfall, I'll use a seven as an example, but a downfall, if you really can't speak about your own weaknesses or if you can't identify them, because what will happen when you start doing Enneagram work is it will put your needs or your weaknesses in plain words that are all subconscious to you. It's like, oh my gosh, now I have the words to identify how I operate. And so one thing I heard in an interview with the seven was, you know, she asked, what do you want people to know about sevens? And he said that we need someone to ask how we're doing because we're never going to ask for help. Oh my gosh. And it's like, oh, wow. I am. I, oh, my God. We finally <laughs> realized that. I, I feel so free now that I finally know. This has been a long time thing of fig, trying to figure it out. And I kept going back and forth between other things. Oh, my goodness. And it, 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 it can be helpful. Um, I, you know, I even was able to say, cause I have, you know, a best friend here that we've done some work outside of my online career. We've done some work together. Um, and I was able to say, Hey, she's a very straightforward type. And when they start working with people, they say, we need you to tell us your expectations and your needs. And after I heard some of these interviews, I went back to her and I said, you know what, Catherine, um, you are very straightforward. Your husband is very straightforward. You know what you need and you're able to say it. But the 
I'm sure you've realized this. And I'm sure it's been very frustrating because people don't realize their needs until the expectations are missed. But there will be quite a few people who are not going to be able to tell you their needs because they cannot consciously identify them. And you will only find out what their need is once that expectation is missed. But I think the Enneagram can highlight those needs that are subconscious so that you then do have words for them. Oh, my goodness. So again, we're back to this, like the, the Enneagram, what, whatever. I mean, I hope you guys take a look at the Enneagram just in general to see see what you can kind of discover and learn about yourself. But this is this, this is what these kinds of frameworks do. They give you that language. They give you the ability to say, oh, this is, this is what I'm doing. You don't necessarily have to keep referring, I'm a seven, so this is why I'm doing this. You yeah. can like clearly just say, look, sometimes I just need you to ask me how I'm doing and then I'm going to give you something to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's so, so interesting. Now, can I ask you, I guess, one more question about Enneagrams and like oh, yeah. now that you know what you know about yourself, as a seven, how do you go into launches? Like, do you feel like now you're like that you're, you know, your twos, the number twos on your team, they know how to say, okay, Kelsey, so we know you want to launch on this date. How can we help you? <laughs> yes. You know what? I go into launches by including Emily in everything. I mean, she's been through almost every training I've been through. I keep her, you know, super in the loop. And I almost like for her to be my taskmaster during the launch. Um, yeah. And, and same for Michaela. Michaela, um, she is part of my team in the sense of I work with her and, and same for, I mean, I, I really, I just can't say it. You can't. Other. Anyway, you, can't. you just I, can't. <laughs> Emily is on my team, but I am a client of Michaela. So there is a, Michaela has her own business and, um, you know, she does a lot of my scheduling and my social scheduling because I really love her design and she does all my design, all of that. And um, she literally sends me emails every week with, I need this from you by this date, this from you by this date, this from you by this, by this date. And this was, you know, I'm sure we could go in, into detail on this, but this is, this is the first year I've really not bootstrapped every single detail and just done it myself. So I had Michaela do all my sales pages. She built me a custom course portal. And, and I also had her team. She has a copywriter on her team do all our copy. And it has been wonderful because while it all while it still still feels like finals week in college with all the tasks you have to do for a launch she at least is telling me what she, she's doing most of it and then she gives me my homework assignments and says I need this I need a welcome video by August 9th I need a thank you video by August 14th you know and yeah. I'm like wonderful you tell me to do it I'll do it I'll film it I'll send it back to you it's done and I because I think very fluidly I can absolutely step into rules of making lists creating deadlines and I did that for years when I was still bootstrapping it but this has been the most life-giving launch in the sense that I had someone else handle the details in the organization oh I love it I love 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 it so are you talking about this anywhere do you talk about this in your um you know your radiant group your community yeah um, in dream to done uh that's that's starting this fall i will be walking them through 
navigating their results and hopping on calls and that kind of stuff. But I'll be bringing in experts who are much more well-versed than me on the Enneagram to really train up on nine marketing messages every Enneagram type needs to hear and how a, how a, how each type could run their businesses with health and wellness and well-being. And so um, there will be some guest experts that can really do an even better job helping people to navigate their journey in their business. Awesome. That is amazing. So I'm hoping that you can, um, we'll link up to anything that you've got. So make, yes. sure to, make sure to get that over to us. And if, if you're listening, we likely already have the link and you can just go over to the show notes at, uh, and I will put that link right wherever you're, wherever you're listening to this, there's a link to what we're talking about, the, the Facebook group for Kelsey. But also I, I kind of want to um, get your Enneagram Institute link um, and the challenge because I know that people can still, you know, get something out of that material right now, right? And oh, you know, yeah, you have a quiz. So I want to make sure that I give uh, give people everything um, so that they can get to know you and get to know themselves. Awesome. Yes, we'll have all that linked up for you. And I am I please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or email if you have any questions about the Enneagram because I love this stuff. Awesome. Well, I know that this was kind of like a, it was kind of a different type of conversation to have on the podcast today. So I appreciate your, you know, your fluidity of just coming on. I knew that we would just have a good, good conversation oh, anyways, because with or without you guys listening to this, we would have been talking about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we figured why not just let, let people in on it. Um, but thank you so much, Kelsey. I cannot wait to hear more about dream to done. So, um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me. And I love you. Oh, I love you too, sweetie. And, um, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Kelsey, find out more about her work on Instagram through her program, Insta Breakout, or get some more resources about the Enneagram, as well as the link straight to the test, which I will let you know is a paid test, but there are some free ones online if you do the do the searching around. But if you want to get all of those, all you have to do is head over to the show notes at ansomorelove.com forward slash 197. Stay tuned because next week we are heading back into the launch strategy lab and talking to a woman who has a subscription box business and has some really great tips for you if you've ever been thinking of that type of business. All right, have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.